listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Well, hello and welcome to RPC Ramblings. Um, I'm Alex Richardson, um, one of the co-hosts and a discipleship worker at uh, Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Today I'm joined with uh, my co-host, Leslie Ann Wilkinson. Hey, Alex. Hi, Leslie Ann. Uh, Leslie Ann is also one of the discipleship workers at Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. And today we are joined um, with special guest, John Torin. <laughs> oh, is that me? You want me to say hello? Yes, I'm definitely. Yes, I am. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's that's here. I'm also here. He's not lying. <laughs> Great. Uh, John, how are you keeping? I am very well. Thanks, Alex. I'm actually, I'm really excited about this because, I mean, I don't know how many you've done since I have stepped back from being on the podcast. So I'm, I feel like a lot. You, so you get, you sh- I mean, it, it should be a slick operation. Is that um, not obvious, John? Well, within the first 30 seconds, it feels yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're setting us up for failure there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but John, how are you? How are you keeping? How are you doing? What's been What's been going on? Well, I, I suppose I should introduce myself for those who who uh, don't know me. Um, so I, I am I'm the minister of uh, Second Saint Field Presbyterian Church, and uh, have been now for about I don't know what two and a half weeks or something. Um, I don't know when this is being released actually, but uh, yes, yeah, so it was ordained in the middle of June and uh yeah lived down in, in saint fields and uh so far loving living there it's been a wee bit wet mind you when we lived in portadown the sun was always shining <laughs> down all of a sudden it's not so good but uh the house and uh the village seems great and uh the people seem seem really friendly they, they seem glad to have us so we're, we're glad we're very glad to be there so no we're i'm well i'm very well thanks Port of it's the it's the centre of the universe, I'm telling you. Great weather and when you move away from it, it's just, just not the same. Um, and how have you been getting on in Second Station? Well, I, well, I don't know how many of them will be listening to this in due course, so I don't know. Yeah, I might have to ask them. <laughs> uh, two weeks, I mean, was it? this is the beginning of my third week there. So although I've had three Sundays and they've all been online, which is just so bizarre, mm-hmm. you guys know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of recording to a camera. None of them know my sense of humor either. And uh, so I'm really wary of, you know, saying something that's, well, I don't really make many jokes, but um, I just can't have any of that. There's like no crack at all. Like, and um, because otherwise I just have to tell them, you guys, you need to, you know, you need to laugh at that. And um, it's very hard to know how long of a pause to leave as well after you make a joke on an online sermon, you know, for the laughter. But uh, um, no, no, so I think, yeah, I think it's going okay. Um, but like RPC, thinking about opening our doors again and what that looks like. So we're sort of right into the midst of that. Yeah. And um, but it's good. It's a good challenge. It's good to be with God's people and uh, help them serve Christ in well in Saintfield. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Yes, that's great. I know I was actually recording um, sermons last week there, and it was the first time in a camera, and it's just very bizarre it's just very different i i find my natural tendency was just to look left and right across the congregation you know you just get into that way of doing that um you see people and it's just very hard to stay focused on, on camera but it's the uh, it's the season we're in and um it's it's what we're what we're to do to, to help serve those people my my camera has a um it tells you how long you've been filming for okay which is like uh um 
Which when you're preaching, yeah. <laughs> you're trying to make a good impression. You don't want to be seen to be preaching for you know forever. <laughs> and then you sort of look, and then you realize that you've done your first point, and it's you know 18 minutes, and you're like, all right, I better get a move on here. And uh, so it's not good. I don't like that at all. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where we're at. Keep getting the conclusion um, as soon as you can. Um, let's add John, what you- about? Yeah, I'm good. I want to hear about Mel and the kids. So how are Mel and Emma and Ben? People I'm sure will love to hear about them as well. Yep. Um, I know I probably should have mentioned them myself, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there we are. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they're fine. Yeah, when I left them this morning, they were, they were happy <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, so the, I mean, we've been really well set up in the months. Uh, the church have been fantastic and making us feel mm. welcome. So in terms of getting settled in the house, um, there hasn't been too much uh, for us to do. We don't feel very unsettled. Um, Emma Mel is still really, you know, looking after Emma and Ben full time. Yeah. And they're starting to explore, you know, getting, getting familiar with their house. And um, we have a very big garden in the months. Um, at the back of the garden, there's actually a bit of a wood, um, which is like really cool. Um, but they're terrified of it. So they haven't found <laughs> it out too much, uh, but our dog loves it. Our yeah. garden is just a mass of sticks that have been pulled out and chewed. But no, Emma and Ben, it's, um, yeah, it's, hard, it's going to be hard for them to, to get to know and, and meet friends, but Emma's going to be starting a nursery. Mm. Uh, God has been good. We've, he knew we were going to St. Fields, and uh, she has a place in the, uh, the nursery there, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we'll on September for that. But no, they're all well. Thanks very much, Leslie. Good. Good. I know you don't know, Yogi Bear could be a... Uh... In that, in that wood behind your <laughs> garden. You show your age. It's the Gruffalo they're all worried about. Yogi Bear. It's the Gruffalo. Yeah, I really, I have no idea who the Gruffalo is. So, I mean, I really am showing my age. Um, Yogi Bear, that's where it was at. You guys need to get, have good Sony solution. Yes, it, it really is. Um, I'll set, set her age. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, today we're thinking about God being Yahweh. Uh, and God being blessed. Um, so we'll think about God being Yahweh first, and then we'll, we'll think later on about God being blessed. Um, what do we mean about God being Yahweh? Um, where do we see that in Scripture? I suppose you're asking me because I'm the guest. Is that right? <laughs> I think neither of you, but yeah, far away. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should know it at home or wherever you're listening to this. The reason they have people on this is so that they don't have to do any prep. And um, they just <laughs> so. Um, but anyway, so I haven't actually, I believe, um, been in this series. So hopefully, what I say sort of fits in with what has been said before. Uh, so Yahweh, you asked where um, do we see that? Well, I, um, makes an appearance in Scripture in Exodus three, uh, that great passage where um, Moses is in the wilderness um, tending uh, sheep. And he comes upon a bush which is is burning, but is not being consumed. And uh, it's God. God is there. God is present. And he speaks to Moses and uh, he reveals himself to Moses. And Yahweh is the name that that God uses. Um, It's his name. It's uh, a name, uh, yeah, that that, that, that tells us. uh, It's it's, it's like your your name or my name is who he is. Hmm. It's really helpful. Yeah, and I suppose like Yahweh is um, one of the names, I suppose, that, that, that we use or that God reveals. It's the 
predominant name used in scripture. Um, like some, like I didn't count this, someone else said that it's over 5,000 times in the Old Testament where the name Yahweh is used um, when speaking of God or when he's speaking of himself. Um, and maybe even more so than just us having a name, it's a self-revelation. So my name's Leslie Ann, but that doesn't really tell you anything about me. Um, whereas God, whenever God is revealed, revealed by his name, that's actually revealing his character. Um, so like when we, when we see what John's already mentioned in Exodus 3, He's revealing his covenant nature, his, that he is a covenant maker and the covenant keeper. Um, he's revealing his faithfulness. He's revealing his unchangingness, which we talked about last week as well, that he, I am who I am and who I will always be. Um, so, so we're seeing also his character being revealed in his name. Um, Lizanne, you said you didn't count to the 5,000 times there. No, well, I got to 4,500 4, and thought, Do you know what, I'll just call it a day. And then actually after that, I heard that someone else had persevered and it was over wow. 5,000. Uh, Although they just said over 5,000, so maybe they got to 5,000 and also gave up. You know, I'm not yeah. quite sure. Yeah, they just didn't, uh, didn't go the whole way either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what you're both saying, though, about, you know, God's name reveals his character. So um, unlike our name, um, his name actually reveals his character. It reveals the sum um, of all his attributes. Um, mm-hmm. Lizzie, and you, you mentioned that uh, this has implications then for, for God's faithfulness, for his covenant and faithfulness towards his people. Um, why is that an important thing? And why is that something that we should um, consider, think about um, God's covenant faithfulness and how Yahweh and how those two are connected? Well, well yes, I think um, it's good in the sense that the same Yahweh, even thinking of last last week, and um, when we were thinking of, that God does not change, he cannot change, and um, that when he reveals himself to the people of Israel and to Moses primarily, and says, I am who I am, my name is Yahweh, that's the God that I am, I am a covenant, dull-keeping God, that that is true for us. I think that's maybe what you're saying. So um, so it's good in that this is the same God that we serve, that this this God is... Um, has not changed in that he keeps his his covenant faithfulness to us, his his people, people he calls on to himself in salvation. Um, because God is um, who he says he is, that he is Yahweh. Um, you know, he is self-existent. He doesn't change. What that means is we can trust his promises. And I think for mm. the people of Israel, um, it meant they could trust who he was and the promises that he had had made to them. Um, and I think that why that's so good for the people of Israel is because those promises that God made and knowing um, who he was and his co- consistent, constant character, um, they, they were sustained. They could trust in that God and they were sustained um, mm. by his promises, um, w- which I could imagine for the people of Israel and for us um, today. And that is such a, a good thing um, because often... Um, People in our lives, they can often disappoint us and they can often fail us, um, let us down. Um, yet God remains the same. Um, he is unchangeable and the promises that he has made to us um, remain the same. Um, yeah. you know, situations crop up. Life seems to change all the time. Society seems to be changing all the time. Um, you know, laws are constantly changing and they seem it seems that the world is getting darker and darker um, and yet god is the same he is yahweh um, 
is above us and his, his promises remain true and so we can be sustained by those and um and trust those so um, and it's because of that that the term yahweh is a very special or particular name for god particularly among um god's people and historically among the jews where uh you know they wouldn't say that name and uh you know they wouldn't we don't really know you know what in the you know original hebrew what the vowels were you know we just have the consonants in hebrew and we don't know what the vowels were because even writing it down to them was it was so revered because it just um it was it was almost like god it was almost like bearing his image uh, to write his name um and i think that's important for us to make that distinction between Yahweh and and to elevate the, the name Yahweh above all the other names of God. Um, Yahweh is not only the name that God has given us, um, which you know it's not only the name that He He Himself has given us, but it's the name which you know will always be His name, regardless mm. of who we are. Um, we were talking about this before. Some of the other names in in Scripture that we have for God are dependent upon or, or a description of how we relate to Him we were talking what was it jehovah jireh which is mm-hmm. the lord provides um and things like that there you know even well adonai itself is mm-hmm. is lord um and that's really that's the description of how we relate to him you know and how he relates to us but yahweh that it, that has always been god's name before creation um yeah. and will always be his name mm-hmm. um it's who he is uh and and with that then comes a very particular special yeah, and, and we see that in scripture. We see that whenever you may have noticed that when you're reading your Bible, and you know the name Lord is in capital blocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe you've never noticed that before, but next time you're reading your Bibles, have a look out for that. Um, and that's where the Bible translators are trying to show that this, this actually Yahweh is speaking, is invoking all those images of covenant we've talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's really particularly special, and we don't, we you know, we're careful with how we use the name Yahweh ourselves. John, you mentioned there that um, this is the Yahweh is the name above all other names. Um, we read in Philippians 2, 9 11 that um, Christ was given um, the name above all other names. Um, where do we see Jesus um, as Yahweh um, in Scripture? How do we see Christ as Yahweh? Yeah, um, yeah. well, there's lots of evidence for um Jesus as God, um, uh, studying Mark in Second Saint and he, that's one of his big sort of cases is that Jesus is not only the Messiah, the Promised King, but he is the Son of God. He is God Himself. Mm. Um, but I suppose a really sort of explicit example, um, not from Mark, but from John, actually, is in John eight. Um, Jesus says, you know, he says, "Before Abraham was, I am," and, and he's really using that language. Um, that well, John is. The Gospel of John's filled with language from the Exodus, um, and that's a great example of it. Uh, and Jesus is really, he's making a really bold claim there, um, mm-hmm. particularly in the Old Testament when Yahweh, you know, was seen not as a triune God, um, but the one true living God. And uh, for Jesus to make that claim was well, blasphemy. That's where they, they try and stone mm-hmm. him and try and kill him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think we also do see it in Mark. So you guys have started Mark, and obviously our women recently have been studying Mark. And and when um, when Jesus is walking in the water, he says, "Take heart, it is I. 
but that same it is I is that is that I am statement. It's evoking that I am Yahweh, that self-sufficient God. So yeah, I think you're right. We actually had to deal with that at the time. Well, you know, what what is the claim for which Jesus is killed? Is this this blasphemous claim? So either he is blasphemous or he is God. Um, and I think that we we see that there as well. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, uh, there's lots of evidence, um, I think certainly in the New Testament, that, that, that Christ is, is Yahweh that both of you have, have alluded to. Why is it such a good thing that Jesus Christ is, is God, is Yahweh? And why is that such a good thing for, for us, um, his, his bride, his, his people? Well, I suppose we've already touched on that a bit in that in the same way that it was essential absolutely necessary for the people of israel that god would keep his covenant with them so it is true for us that our salvation is not based on anything that we can do it is absolutely based on what christ has done um, and, and the fact that it as we've talked already in the podcast that it's an eternal and um, because he is eternal our, our salvation is eternal because he is unchanged and our salvation is unchanging and i guess there's just that comfort to hear that because christ is god he is yahweh he will keep those covenant promises um, so just as we probably don't think of it as such a crucial thing as the people of Israel maybe did, we're not, um, we're just not even thinking in the head, same headspace. We take it all for granted, but we should. We should be absolutely <laughs> thankful that we have a covenant-keeping God, and we see that in Christ. Um, but that that He is the one that that keeps us, that that um, that guards us, that uh, that perseveres us in the faith because He is that covenant-keeping God. Yeah, and to know Jesus is to know God. Um, yeah. I suppose I'm in danger of doing the sort of very thing you've just said. We do there, Leslie Anna, is where we we kind of lower Jesus, and you know, you know, Jesus kind of the stepping stone to knowing Yahweh. When actually we need to elevate Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, you know, whenever we approach Jesus, we need to approach Jesus the way that Moses did in Exodus three. Mm-hmm. You know, off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground, um, and we're in danger of. You know, I'm really glad for Jesus because you know Jesus is my buddy. He can, he can really help me out. Approach this really holy God, and there, I mean, there's He is our mediator, absolutely. Um, but um, there's also an element whenever we need to see Jesus as being as Yahweh, as being like you said, the eternal one, uh, the covenant making and keeping one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it is. It's it's usually assuring to know yeah. that. Um, Jesus is not just the one who cares for us, but he's the one who is, he is able to do something about it. Um, he is you know, all-powerful, all-knowing, um, all unchanging. I don't know what you've done in the last few weeks, but all of yeah. these things. And, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's great. Hmm. Yeah, and I think what you're both saying is this is why, um, you know, the name Yahweh and recognizing who God is and um, is so important because all the attributes that we've explored in the, the last number of weeks, we want to say that these are true um, in Jesus because he is God. And that brings so much hope and so much comfort for us as we meditate on that and um, as we dwell on that. And so um, t- to know who God is, to know that God is Yahweh, um, that, that, that is Jesus, um, is, is really important. There's huge implications for our life, I think, what we're saying. God is blessed. Um, what do we mean um, by that? Yeah, well, th- this would be interesting because we even we're just having like a pre-chat about this. Um, so, so one of the books we've been using links this very much to saying that God is happy, and yet this isn't really something that we think about or say. And um, I certainly have never thought about the fact that God is happy. I would tend to speak more about 
joy. So I guess even I'm going to throw it out there too. Like, is there a distinction here? Should there be a distinction here? Is it helpful? Because I guess the reason I say that is whenever I think of happiness, even what I would teach actually and around comparing happiness and joy, I would always say that happiness depends on our happenings and like joy is based on who God is. So yet now to then read that God is blessed and maybe that meaning that God is happy kind of jars with what I would have thought before. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we, well, the reason, well, I think the reason we start with this is because we're broken, sinful people. Um, yes. We're also, you know, part of the creation and not the creator. Um, I suppose, that, I mean, I, we would say, we'd be all happy to say that you, you can be blessed, but not happy. You know, mm-hmm. and the people, you can, I mean, if you're listening to this, you, maybe it's the position you're in, you can count your blessings. But, you know, I've got a great home, you know, I've got a wonderful spouse, you know, I've got a great church, but am I, am I happy? And I think yeah. that question, which we're, we're so often um, being forced to answer uh, and find an answer for by our culture and society, it's not always a helpful one because um, happiness is just so fickle. It's not, not a great word for it. Um, temporary you know it's, it's not necessarily lasting and um, but then whenever we apply that to who god is we realize that god is actually the reason that we feel we can be blessed but not happy is because we're discontented by sin but obviously god mm-hmm. god doesn't have you know he is without sin um yeah. and uh you know he possibly is you know probably you know he is happy in that regard mm-hmm. but it just doesn't in terms of our sort of language it's um i wouldn't have said it was a very full or deep word uh, is pretty shallow in that regards as joy just seems much richer uh it just um much more yeah and um i think we would be a lot more content saying that god is you know perfectly blessed and you know you know completely filled with joy and and uh i don't know if we talked about this but it's getting to the heart of what does that mean why is that the case um is it because he's without sin um, or is it, or is it because of something else? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's a great question. Um, Lizzie, and I think probably something similar that, um, the idea of, of happiness um, maybe seems strange um, for us. It seems to be more of an emotion and is based on or determined by factors and things in our life. Um, where, where maybe joy seems more um, concrete, something much deeper that's not determined on on factors um our external things going on in our life um i, I think for god do you know well, do you know in god there exists a perfect unity of all good things because he is god um and because of that do you know god is not frustrated um he he is not held back by anything um nothing determines his plans and purposes um, apart from his goodwill and um, perfect will um you know and, and so god is like he, he's so above us and be like that's that's something that we struggle i think to understand and grasp because you said john that we're, we're human beings after all um we are you know we, we've thought about we are finite and um, mm-hmm. we have so many limitations and um, we are our days are shaped um by so many things um, our plans are are are, are determined, but in, in lots of ways by so many other things. You know, even what time I arrive at something can be determined by traffic jams, traffic lights. Um, you know, there's so many restrictions um, 
for me, whereas God, that is, that is not the case. Um, and so we can say that he is um, blessed or mm-hmm. um, joyful. Um, yeah. yeah. And even thinking back to what we had said when we thought about the Trinity, that a lot of, the, if not the basis for his, his joyful, his blessedness, is that he is in perfect unity in of himself um, and in that perfect community. So because he's able to express love within himself, he can fully know joy. Um, like he is not, it is not because of his creatures or his creation that he is blessed or joyful. Um, it is in of himself and who he is. Um, and John, you'd said about, you know, is it only because he's without, without sin? Or maybe that's another element then. Is it because of who he is in his perfect unity? He's without um, any misery. So in 1 John 1, it talks about in him, there's no darkness at all. You know, there's, there's no other things that make us unhappy are outside of, of God. They do not exist. They have no bearing on him. So, um, so we can say that he's perfectly happy, blessed, joyful in a way that we in this side of self or this side of eternity are not. And that, I mean, that's exactly right. I think it's because of his, this is who he is. That's where the joy is found. And then that's where our joy needs to be found too. Yeah. You know, we think about if you're sitting there and you're thinking, what does it mean to be blessed? Um, or I don't feel blessed, but if you're a Christian, then you are, you're part of that blessing. Um, it's one of those things that we receive from our union with Christ is mm-hmm. we're part of, we're part of that. Um, we, we experience that relationship um, with God, an intimate relationship, a, a relationship that fulfills us and leaves our cup overflowing. And um, as the psalmist talks about, or will one day, uh, whenever he returns or we go home uh, to be with him, and uh yeah so in terms of being blessed i mean that's where i think god is blessed because he is i mean he's perfect and the trinity it's worse that you know that's where we under i think our understanding comes from it and like paul like you say it's not from an emotion mm-hmm. or it's not from any other influences from it's just a deeper understanding of who he is he's complete mm-hmm. and so much of our lives are just incomplete lacking but he he likes nothing yeah. he's perfect um, yeah um john you mentioned that in Christ, um, that, you know, we have, we, we've been, we've been blessed. Um, and that's true. You know, the Bible talks a lot about that. Even Ephesians, um, comes to mind. Ephesians one, you know, we have every spiritual blessing, um, in Jesus Christ. And, you know, Paul goes on to, um, name so many blessings that we have, um, in Christ. Um, why is that such a good thing? Um, or, or why is this then, why does God being blessed and, and that being the case, and how, why is that such a good thing for us in, in our union and being united um, to Christ? Well, it's like those things. I mean, sin, sin, has, sin deprives us of so much. Mm. It leaves us so discontent. Um, it leaves us unfulfilled. Um, and the heart of that fulfillment comes sort of what we're created to do. We're created to know God, be known by God, and worship God, glorify Him. Um, give him the praise, honor, and glory that he's due. Um, and whenever we come into union with Christ, then we, you know, the, the effects of the fall are undone. Um, we can commune with God safely. Um, we're not under threat of destruction or, uh, or, or you know, or anything because he's holy. Um, and I think so. Our union with Christ—that's and that's where joy can be found. Um, it's not necessarily, and that's where it's not necessarily happiness mm. in this life. Um, 
it will it will bring happiness you know we we are I was going to say immensely blessed but we are we we get great happiness um our fellowship with other Christians knowing Jesus uh, lots of things bring us genuine happiness um and but deep joy is is a lot um uh, harder to define than that um it's, and whenever we we don't feel blessed the answer is not to count our blessings but to remember who Jesus is and what he has won mm-hmm. for us and knowing him greater is is the way by which we feel more richly blessed mm-hmm. maybe you want to ask a different question but i was going to ask something I yeah, asked we're going to work sort of at the very beginning and, and there's a question that came into my mind because it's something we sing and yeah. we believe that jesus is blessed believe god is blessed because of it's, it's who they are why do we bless the lord why mm-hmm. why is there this call um why do we sing bless the lord of my soul um it seems kind of does that i mean what do you you know what do you give why do why you know why do you give why does god need more blessing if he has has it all um that's a bit trite but do you understand the point <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no if he's blessed in and of himself and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. why does he need us to sing um you know blessed be the lord um oh my soul um maybe maybe like language and distinguishing and um, there could be a difference um in that word blessed so i think when i think of like blessed lord of my soul i'm thinking praise be to god mm-hmm. um that is something we're called to do is to to praise the lord um i think when we're talking about blessed here in this sense um and i could be wrong um we're thinking of um god being um joyful um enjoying the most happiest of, of 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 lives if you like because um you know there he he's not affected by sin and um, he's perfect there there's this perfect union and um, between him and that exists in the godhead with all perfect things um you know so i, I think one we're saying praise be to god when we're singing blessed lord oh my soul um where we're talking about something maybe different here um joy um i think it's a really good question though um not sure what, what do you guys think or if you had an answer for that, Tom, I'm not sure. <laughs> I would take an answer to the question. Uh, because of who God is uh, and what he has done for us, I, I think, it, you know, God also is deserving um, of our praise, um, you know, of our uh, of us saying, bless the Lord of my soul um, because of who he is. Do you know, even, you know, again, you go back to Ephesians 1, where Paul says, blessed, praise be the god Mm -hmm. father of our lord jesus christ um because we have every spiritual blessing um, in him it's because of who he is and what he has done and that god is deserving of of our of our praise um no i I think that's helpful and and then i i would also have thought of it more in terms of praise um but even linking the two that as we praise god and, and are reminding ourselves that he is blessed and that in our union with christ we enjoy that blessing. I think then at that time that can um, help to lift our our souls and and to lift our feelings. Um, because it is true that we will not always feel happy. We will not always feel blessed. And yet, you know, maybe even listening along, you're maybe actually thinking, you know, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. I'm in the pits at the minute. You know, someone could be listening and thinking, no, that you're you're not even on the right page. I'm feeling depressed. And yet, even in those times, because God is unchanging, because he is the one that is blessed, he is joy, you know, even that joy is the fruit of the spirit, because he is joy. 
um, that even in those times, whenever we're not happy, whenever our circumstances are hard or our mental capacity is just against us, we even in those times can know that he is blessed. And I think that that just has practical implications, even if it is literally that you're just telling yourself that and praying that God will help you believe it. I think, I think that has just really daily implications for, for what we're saying about God being blessed. Psalm 103 is a great example of that, you know, it, 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 it's all about us, you know, it's all about and uh, yeah, I mean, we don't begrudge God getting more blessing, <laughs> you know, no. and I think that's, I think that's sort of at the heart of my question is if you were to ask that, it's like, why does this, you know, why does this God need more? But actually it's not about needing more or receiving more. It's about being due more. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're mm-hmm. saying. He deserves it. I mean, it's, um, and it's like you're saying, Leslie, and that's he is the one he is. And that's what it says in Psalm 103. He, you know, he's redeemed my life from the pit. Mm-hmm. And even if we're still there, um, he deserves our blessing. Um, even though he is ultimately blessed, he deserves mm-hmm. he deserves more and more and more. Um, mm-hmm. And he deserves it from us. And we need to recognize that distinction between our who we are and who he is. Um, very much so. Yeah. Hi. Um how important do you think it is for us to communicate this idea of God being blessed for us to have joy um, in Christ um, through what he has done? How important is it for us to communicate this um, well um, on, a, on a consistent basis? Uh, a main reason for asking this is, and, and you've both mentioned this, um, often life um, is hard. Sometimes we don't even want to lift our our heads in the morning um, and get out of bed. Um, often we, we're beat up um, by, by the things that happen in our lives. Um, often there's a lot of pain that can be in our lives, emotional, mental, physical, um, whatever that may be. Uh, and so the idea of happiness um, maybe isn't, isn't there. And I think that's um, fair and, and right when you're in a, a season of, of immense pain and hurt. Um, and yet we want to, we want to, as you said earlier on, John, talk about God being blessed, that we have every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ. Um, so how do we do that um, sensitively? How do we do that faithfully? How important is it for us to, to do that? Communicate this. I think, uh, well, I think it's really important, but I can say that for every aspect of the gospel. Yes. To every aspect of the gospel is really important to convey. Um, but I think that... Um, uh, do you know, we think of some, uh, some people in terms of knowing God more, the sort of the fear of rebuke or admonition is enough. Do you know, that's the aspect of the gospel they need to hear. You know, some people need to hear the aspect of the gospel where they're freed from legalism or freed from the law. Some people need to hear, you know, the aspect of the gospel which invites them into a community, invites them into a relationship. And, and some people increasingly in our culture Mm. identity is such a big part of culture mm-hmm. um, and so this aspect of the gospel being blessed where you you are the fullest that you can be and um, that's what people want people want to um you know know who they are discover who they are live the fullness of who they are without judgment or without anything else and jesus in the gospel promises that he says you know i know you i created you i have given you your gifts and your abilities uh, I knew who you were before you were born. I know what you're, you're going to do today, tomorrow. I know you're, where you're going to spend eternity. And whenever you, you know, come into union with me, um, whenever I give you, fill you with my Holy Spirit, 
uh, you're going to become, you know, you're going to become who you were created to be. And in that is genuine blessing. And that's what the world promises people. It says there's blessing in being an individual. Um, but it can't deliver that. It, it just can't do it because it, um, well, it's sinful, it's broken. Only Christ uh, knows who we fully are, uh, knows what we need um, to be us and to be fulfilled as us. Um, so I think it's a brilliant uh, part of the gospel uh, for our age and for a lot of people who feel lost about who they are. Um, like I said, there's lots of aspects of the gospel, So, but this is certainly one yeah. where it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... I agree wholeheartedly and John said it much better than I would. So <laughs> I think that, yeah. I yeah, I feel, like I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have nothing more to, to add um, uh, to that. That was a really good summary. And I think you're right that we need to keep um, and continually be emphasizing this aspect of the gospel. Because you say we live in a world where promises hope, comfort, um, fullness of life, and yet it can't deliver on that. Um, and yet the gospel does. And so the more we... Um, direct ourselves and point each other um, to the gospel um, and to this aspect of the gospel actually we can have hope comfort um, and real fullness fullness of life um, so it's it's immensely important um, mm-hmm. I think we see how important it is for um, to understand and to, to meditate on the fact that God is Yahweh um, and this is our God and um, because of Jesus Christ and we've also seen um, just the importance of what it means for God to be blessed and the huge implications that has um, for for our daily living uh, as well. So thank you both um, for your input and your chat. Uh, it's been great. Um, John, really good to have you on and really good to uh, see you again. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in and for listening today and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you again soon. But until then, uh, take care and thank you.